Hello and welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly show that brings you the best science and development news from the continent. I'm Halima Athmani. In 2015, the world committed to end hunger and the worst forms of malnutrition by 2030. But last week on Africa Science Focus, we heard how one in three children are stunted in some parts of sub-Saharan Africa and how the global cost of living crisis is likely to have deep impacts on food security. Maize production is expected to plummet in some countries this harvest. Kenya is one of the biggest maize importers on the continent. And as our reporter Michael Kaloki found out, this staple food is becoming difficult to find for many in Nairobi. So I'm here on a street in one of the neighborhoods of the city of Nairobi and I'm standing next to a shed where there's a lady who sells maize. And uh, I'm just going to have a bit of a chat with her. Hello, madam. How are you? I'm fine. What are your names? My name is Christina Diambo. Christina, I see you're selling maize here. Has it been uh, easy to find maize to sell? And is the price good? Would you say the price of maize when you buy it is good? The price is too high. I buy one at 20 bob. you saying you buy one maize cob here at 20 shillings, which is about 20 US cents. Are you getting a lot of customers coming to buy your maize? No, nowadays there is no customers. Why? Because the price is too high. Oh, so you're not getting as many customers as you used to before? No, I can't get them because they are, the price is too high, so they are not coming. How much do you sell maize to your customers? You told me that you buy it for 20 shillings, that's 20 US cents. When you're selling it, how much do you sell it to your customers? I sell at 30 per, per, per maize. Okay, so that's uh, 30 shillings per maize cob. That's 30 US cents. So you're saying nowadays you're not getting a lot of customers to buy your maize as you used to in the past? Yes, I, they are not coming. Regular maize customers like James Otiato are worried that rising prices could hurt families who are already struggling to put food on the table. Do you have concerns about the current cost of maize flour? Yeah, I've got concern because the, the price rate that have just risen, it's so astonishing whereby people are, people are wondering where the country is going to because maize being the staple, the staple food of us, of us people here in Kenya, it has become a, the key issue whereby people are starving out here and they can't get the price. The price most of the people can't manage to get to, can't manage to afford the, 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 the maize flour price. Zambia, Tanzania, and South Africa supply much of sub-Saharan Africa's maize. It's estimated that Kenya alone will need to import 700 million kilograms of maize in the coming season. That's about 20% of the amount of maize that the region will need to import. 
Michael found out more from Mario Zapacosta, a senior economist at the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. Uh, this year, Tanzania had uh, a below-average harvest uh, compared to the, the previous year. Uh, there are now estimates that it would be 16% below. And this is due to drought at the beginning, uh, at planting time of the main season. But then uh, even other factors uh, affected yields, like uh, armyworm infestation, especially in the east, and uh, a reduced fertilizer usage in some regions because of high prices. The problem of fertilizer, we know it's now worldwide, uh, but in particularly, we can say that in Tanzania, because the government uh, in 2021 removed the uh, price ceilings, this uh, had an impact obviously on prices that let's say in the last two years have uh, more than doubled. And then obviously this uh, led to a reduction of the available surplus in Tanzania and the exports uh, uh, from the country, exports of maize are expected to decline from 800,000 tons in 21 to only 100,000 tons in 22. What will this mean for food prices and food security in sub-Saharan Africa? So we know that some countries may need to find uh, uh, their commodities, including maize, from other markets which are more distant and uh, with the obviously higher costs. We know now, for example, that due to the war in Ukraine, the grain market now starting with the wheat, but then uh, it will also bring the maize that is going to be planted now in Ukraine and be harvested at the end of the year and prospects are not good. So this will uh, upset the, the market of uh, grains. And uh, I would uh, uh, like to highlight the concern that we have is uh, through the high cost of energy. Because we know that uh, agriculture is a very intensive user of energy. And we see that uh, all the energy sources, the prices of energy is going up and up. So we are talking about gas, fuel, coal. In addition, we have to remember that Russia is the main producer and exporter of fertilizer at the global level. And with the sanctions, it will be difficult to buy uh, fertilizer from Russia. So there will be a, a reduction in the supply and already prices were high and now are going to record levels. So this may have an impact in terms of reduction in planted area because farmers may decide to not plant at all, uh, thinking that costs can be too high, or they can plant but have very low yields due to low uh, application of fertilizers. So it will lead to reduced uh, productions. And this will not just deal with the grains or oil seeds that uh, everybody is talking now uh, during the, let's say, at the onset of the war. This may affect across the countries and across the crops because fertilizers are applied everywhere. So there is a, a, a big concern for the future of food security. Do you think there is an over-reliance on maize as a food source in sub-Saharan Africa? 
<laughs> That's a, an interesting question because uh, obviously when uh, we have a shortage of uh, one commodity, we would like to be uh, able to quickly switch uh, the diet toward other products. Uh, obviously, diets are rooted uh, on historical uh, traditions in every country and are somehow difficult to be changed. However, uh, I think it's important to try to diversify, to uh, even to improve the diets going, uh, substituting some uh, commodities, some food that maybe is not so rich in nutrients and vitamins with others that have a higher quality. So uh, definitely the governments can implement this type of programs. However, it takes time. So these are uh, long-term, I would say, uh, plans that could be implemented. For now, maize remains an everyday part of regional diets. Tebadi Barges, a researcher and graduate from South Africa's Rhodes University, tells us more. Uh, maize is an important staple food to billions of people, making it quite an important crop with regards to food security. And maize production relies generally on natural rainfall. So major changes in rainfall will affect the production and yields of maize. And as the climate changes, rainfall is expected to decrease in many regions as well as more frequent and severe droughts. And obviously atmospheric CO2 levels are ever increasing as a result of industrialization, adding to the mix of environmental and climatic factors that affect the production, growth and yields of maize. Carbon dioxide released by burning fossil fuels is driving climate change, drought and floods, which are having major impacts on farmers. Tebadi and her colleagues have just published new research which demonstrates how higher rates of carbon dioxide, also known as CO2, could lead to higher yields in maize crops. But Tebadi tells Michael that bigger crops are not the only way to achieve food security. Through a series of experiments done in, in the Eastern Cape province of South Africa, which is where I'm based, I found that by the year 2100, um, atmospheric CO2 concentrations are expected to be at 800 uh, parts per million, which is double what we are at now currently. We found that the future atmospheric CO2 concentrations are likely to benefit maize production yields in southern Africa. And so two clear implications came forward from the results of my research that firstly, under elevated CO2, less water is required to sustain crop yields. Um, and secondly, that Elevated CO2 will affect food security regarding maize cultivar selections and the nutritional value of grains. Food security will be affected by both changes in grain quality and quantity. And so crop breeding for future climate scenarios will, will be needed um, to address both these um, responses. Tavadi, what challenges did you face in your research based on the fact that it is almost predicting something that lies in the future. So one of the biggest challenges that I had, I found that when I needed to collect maize grains, 
um, to analyze them for nutritional content, I didn't have enough yields to have enough grains to measure the full spectrum of the different nutrients needed for humans to live a healthy and food secure, secure life. And so that brought in the challenge that we couldn't get a bigger picture of the the nutritional impact of elevated CO2 on maize grains. We couldn't look at all the different nutrients available in maize. And so that's definitely something that needs to be looked at in the future, considering the nutritional part of things. What implications do you think your discovery will have on food security in sub-Saharan Africa? So elevated CO2 could result in increased yields, but then it would also result in poor grains, so poor grain quality under water stress conditions. And the results of my study indicate that elevated CO2 in drought will reduce the nutritional value of maize by lowering its protein content. And as it stands today, the majority of the world's population can now access enough food to meet their daily caloric requirements, but the food is not necessarily nutritious. And so Southern African maize producers, both smallholder and commercial, have been shown to prefer maximum grain yields above factors such as nutrition and taste. And that means that maize breeders that look into improving their varieties and the grains that they sell, um, that they need to improve them to be better adapted to the changing climate and to produce maximum yields and improving the crop's nutritional value. And so it's not enough to have enough food, but the food also needs to be nutritious. And so although elevated CO2 can improve maize yields, um, that only addresses one aspect of food security. To find out more about food security and crop research in sub-Saharan Africa, head to the SIDEVNET website at www.scidev.net. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Africa Science Focus wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's show was produced by Harrison Lewis with editing from Fiona Broom and Ogechi Ekanyuanu. Our reporter was Michael Kaloki. I'm Halima Athmani. Until next week, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SIDEVNET and distributed in association with your local radio station.